This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Happy Friday. Welcome to another edition of Sportsnet Today. It's Logan Gordon along with you here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. On this Calgary Flames game day, a short one-game homestand. Flames and the New York Islanders on this Friday night. 7 o'clock puck drop, 6 o'clock Flames warm-up. Flames then head out on the road for five in a row before a four-game homestand at the end of January. Lots to get to on the program today. We will chat lots of Flames hockey on the program today. Nazem Kadri named a Pacific Division All-Star and will represent the Calgary Flames in Florida May or may not be the only flame headed there, but a uh, well-deserved honor from Nazem Kadri. We'll chat about his season and his journey to Calgary coming up in hour two with uh, Flames beat reporter for the Athletic. Julian McKenzie is going to join us. He just did a piece oh so timely about a week ago talking to Naz, talking to some of his family about what the last year has been like for him, his journey to Calgary. And now an all-star in his first year with the Flames. We'll also get a look at the New York Islanders. Andrew Gross of Newsday going to join us in hour two to tee up the Flames opponent tonight. But nowhere else we'd rather start than by going down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Welcoming in the color voice of the Calgary Flames to join us this afternoon. He joins us to kick off every program. It is Peter Labardius. He's brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. The Gemini Group knows your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group now offering air miles, reward miles. You can visit them at thegeminigroup.ca. Good afternoon, Lou. How are you, sir? Uh, I am very, very content. <laughs> I figured that would be uh, a, a pretty apt description of how you'd be feeling today. You, despite all the travel, you're feeling pretty good? Yeah, I'm a little bit tired. I wouldn't trade those last. 48 hours for anything and feel very fortunate and to have my son you know I you just take Kale to every gold medal final because Canada wins in overtime every time he goes so <laughs> I think he's the he's the good luck charm um although his dad's gonna have a heart attack if there's too many more of those <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh special couple of days and once again the uh, gold medal game of the world junior never lets you down since 2010 it's nothing but overtimes or late goals or so it was uh yeah the last two days logan you know i'll just quickly share this because i can and it's it's my hit i guess yes sir but uh you know, if 
if you love something a lot and you love someone a lot, I will take the luck in my kids' eyes after we scored last night, and I will say we, um, I'll take that to my grave. It just that look on his face will be embedded for me for a long, long time. So really special couple of days, and now it's back to reality. Yeah, the quick uh, fall off, you're back to uh, regular season. <laughs> Flames hockey tonight, which and, is a pretty, which is a pretty good, which is pretty good reality. Yeah, but, it's a good uh, landing spot. But no, and hey, buddy, on a personal note, as uh, someone that's known you as long as I can, it was so cool to see that picture of of you and Kale on social media last night. And thank you for sharing that because we know how passionate you are, and to see Kale, you know, there with you, it was a really cool moment to see that. And I know I can only imagine how much you guys enjoyed the. I know you always enjoy your time together with Kale, but to uh, you know, have that kind of moment for you guys. I was just happy you guys could have that together. Well, well, thanks. It, uh, yeah, like I said, it was really neat in the summer, and but the last two days are just everything that you know the World Junior is about. And you know, the other thing we haven't touched on, Logan, of the four games that we saw, three of them go to extra time. Yeah. Yeah, no shortage of dramatics. You know, yesterday afternoon's bronze medal game was not a run-of-the-mill kind of affair. 8-7 in OT for the U.S. So, yeah, we uh, all four games, uh, I don't think anybody, if you're a hockey fan, would have been disappointed with, you know, the drama, the pure entertainment, the skill level. I know I'm the easiest sell in the world, but, uh, yeah, it's... That was a pretty stellar final four. Well, let's uh, let's dive into it a little bit here and, and talk about that game. It was 2 nothing heading into the third period, Lou. And look, as good as Canada was at times last night, if you thought that Czechia was going away without a fight, you haven't watched that team at all this tournament. Uh, you've been saying it since day one. You're saying it going back to the summer that, uh, you know, Czechia was going to be a tough out and... As Sweden learned on the you know the other side of things in the other bracket that can happen in a heartbeat, and Canada learned a, a tough lesson there in the third period too that the Czechs weren't going down uh, without having their say in that game yesterday. No, they sure weren't, and you know Tomasz Sikanik, the goalie, who's on his way back to the Tri City Americans. In fact, I'm pretty sure he was on my flight today. Um, put on a stellar show and absolutely kept his highly competitive group in it long enough. And Logan, I can't say completely that you could feel it coming, but you know, the two nothing lead is tricky because you can, in a lot of cases, and remember there's an unbelievable amount on the line they're young people they're incredibly talented young people but they're young people and you know we see it all the time at the highest level too there there can be a real fine line between making sure that you know your defensive responsibilities are excellent but sometimes when that happens you get back on your heels instead on your toes and you know i thought that did happen to canada and you know, Czech, you got a pretty 
you know, good little break on on their first one and, you know, two consecutive turnovers by a couple of key Canadian defensemen and all of a sudden what looked to be a pretty solid night with a lot of really good things and good structure and, you know, I thought they played as good a team game for about 50 minutes as they had in any game in the whole event, but it can come apart really quickly. And I think for the group, you know, the full overtime intermission probably was a good thing. Just, you know, Czechia had a lot of the momentum. They tied the game. Um, you never know what's going to happen in three on three, especially with that many gifted people. And as we saw last night, you know, it takes one bad decision and, and did in the middle of the ice. And the next thing you know, you're trapped two on one and bingo, bango, it's in the back of the net. And they just about removed the uh, Scotiabank center roof last night in Halifax. Um so yeah, there they were. I'm, you know, I needless to say, it would have been a very different feeling. But I can honestly say, after probably a couple hours of being disappointed, and probably more disappointed for the great people of that community, who 20 years ago hosted a tournament, and you know they lost to the Russians in the gold medal game in that event, three to two. So I was I was really happy for the people who did such an amazing job of hosting and embracing and crowds were fabulous. So but I am so happy and I and I told one of the Czech players today on the plane, I, I said to him, you know, I, I think it's just awesome. You're a heck of a team. Um glad to see you win a medal for the first time since 05 playing a gold medal game for the first time since 2001 it's good for the sport it's good for the sport and hopefully you know in in that country which is hockey mad in its own right you know that this team has some carryover and some impact on another generation Dylan Gunther gets the uh, overtime winner last night, Lou. He's a Arizona Coyotes draft pick. He was a massive member of Team Canada on the power play for this entire tournament. Uh, he's played a couple of games with the Coyotes this season. He was one of, uh, I believe, three Team Canada members who had uh, some NHL experience under their belt. Uh, interesting tournament for him, and and I thought it was so funny after the, you know, he, he scores the winner, and you would have heard this on TV, Lou, but he says, I, I I couldn't even believe it. He said, I didn't throw my gloves. I didn't do anything because he said, I just couldn't believe in the moment that I scored the game-winning goal. Uh, the Coyotes have a pretty good one on their hands in the Edmonton native there, hey? Well, they certainly do in this respect. He can score. And forget about the goal in scores in overtime. There's not a lot of guys that score the first goal the way he did to get Canada on the board. That is a... That's his trademark. He can absolutely fire the puck and knows how to score and puts himself in good positions. But, you know, I'll be honest. I, I did not love his tournament before last night. You know, all his goals were on the power play. I didn't always think that 
the work rate was at a high enough level for me, but he can score. And um, they'll certainly always remember January 5th, 2023, and made absolutely no mistake. However, how about the play by Joshua Waugh, who in many ways, outside of Mr. Bedard, was the standout of the whole event for me. He just competes, makes plays, helps your power play, responsible, excellent penalty killer. I think Montreal is potentially found as long as he continues to work at his skating and his speed, which is not bad. Um, you know, it's not elite, but his his hockey IQ is off the charts. And um, I wasn't shocked that he was a part of what happened in overtime either. Uh, did want to ask you about this today. Um, our pal Jeff America just uh, tweeted out about 10 minutes ago that uh, Brad Lambert, uh, Jets first rounder who was with Finland at the World Juniors, is going to end up with uh, Seattle of uh, the WHL oh. here uh. at some point this weekend. Uh, Seattle already the number one ranked team in the CHL. And uh, the OHL getting a, a boost as well. It was, it was announced today following the tournament that uh, Team Canada's captain and Seattle, um, uh, Seattle Kraken draft pick, excuse me, Shane Wright, would not be returning to the NHL this season. He's being assigned to the Kingston Frontenacs and is expected to get traded to a contending team uh, to chase the Memorial Cup this season. I guess just your thoughts on, on Shane Wright, the tournament he has. He scores a goal yesterday, a massive one uh, for his team, and now... Uh, heading back to junior for one more season. Well, I, in all sincerity, I didn't feel a lot different about Shane's tournament than I did about Dylan's. But I will say this. Last night, with the gold medal on the line, Shane Wright was clearly at his best and did all the Shane Wright things that I really grew to love about his game going back to when he captained Canada to the U18 World Championship in 2021 in Texas. Um, He won battles. uh, He made really smart decisions. He was good defensively. Wasn't a team that won a lot of draws, but he won more draws last night. Uh, I thought it was by far and away his best performance and, and Sam Cosentino and I were going back and forth and we had lots of time to chat yesterday, um, which is always awesome to see one of my favorite people, but he sent me a text after the first period. And, you know, we both had been a little disappointed in the Canadian captain. And he goes, this looks like U 18 Shane Wright tonight. And it was, and um, I guess not really a surprise that he's going back to junior given the, the limited usage he had seen with the Kraken so far this year. No, it's, it's, it's the right move for sure. I, you know, now the interesting story between now and in a couple of days when the OHL's deadline comes and goes is where does he go? Mm-hmm. And, and what does Kingston get back in return? Kingston very interested, Logan. Um, in hosting the Memorial Cup, which will be staged in Ontario next year. So 
Um, it'll be interesting what kind of package London's been talked about. Peterborough has been talked about where earlier this year they already acquired his good buddy and world junior line mate Brennan Offman to the Peterborough Peets to take a run. So be interesting to see probably which one of those two teams adds an excellent piece. The only thing is sometimes, Logan, you never know when you make these big acquisitions what you're going to get. And I always go back to, to 2011 and, you know, the then Kootenai Ice, Jeff Chenoweth, the terrific general manager of the Calgary Hitmen, you know, swung a massive deal for Cody Eakin. At the same time, the Saskatoon Blades swung a massive deal for Braden Shen. And, you know, Braden Shen is one heck of a player, and he was an incredible junior, two-time world junior member. Um, But the Blades never seemed to play for me as well after they got Braden as they did before, while Cody Eakin really put you know, Kootenai over the top and, and gave them a real legitimate chance to win a Western Hockey League title, which they did. So you give up a lot, and there's no guarantee. And, you know, another example is, you know, Kale Clegg in 2018, after a couple World Junior appearances, goes from Brandon to Moose Jaw. And what you run into sometimes is guys end up going, but they've spent so much time with their original franchise and their buddies. Sometimes they just never get to the level you want them to. So, but it's always interesting and intriguing and, uh, Seattle Thunderbirds were already the favorite for me. And again, I, I don't think Brad Lambert's gotten much better since he was 17. So we'll see. But, I mean, when he's right, he's a world-class guy. So that's not going to hurt that group. Jenna with Peter Labardius, Flames uh, analyst and the color voice of the Flames here on Sportsnet 960. He's been in Halifax the last couple days at the World Junior Hockey Championship and now uh, back in town for the Flames and the uh, New York Islanders tonight, and that's where we'll shift our focus to, Lou. It's been a slow week for the Flames, just the game Tuesday against Winnipeg, and it looks as though it'll be the same lineup that lost to the Jets the other night that'll go up against the New York Islanders tonight uh, for the Calgary Flames. Just a strange little one-game homestand for them before they head out uh, for five in a row on the road. What are you uh, looking to see from Daryl Sutter's group tonight as uh, they're in game two? Uh, of the the week here? Well, I'd love to see more of what we've seen most recently at home. Um, you know, I, they played an excellent game against the Oilers. They played a pretty fine game against the Vancouver Canucks. I did not think they had a lot of energy in the game in Winnipeg, which right now for me feels like it was about 100 days ago. I bet it does. Um, it, it really does. But they're, you know, this is another opponent that will give you good goaltending. Uh, they are banged up again. 
Um, you know, no Adam Pellick right now on defense, so they're they're a little thinner than they'd like to be, but even with Barry Trotz gone and his longtime assistant, Lane Lambert, who, by the way, is the uncle of the aforementioned Brad Lambert that we just talked about on his way to Seattle um, in the Western League, they play hard and they play with good structure and they're going to make it difficult to get to the middle of the ice. And for me, there will be some similar challenges to what they had to deal with in Winnipeg against the Jets. And, you know, I don't think, well, no, I would say that right now, you know, they're, they're probably as formidable, maybe not quite to the same degree up front, but, you know, with Barzell and Nelson and Lee and, you know, they, they're balanced and uh, they're going to play you tough and, and they won't love last night's result in Edmonton either. From a Flames side of things, um, Nazem Kadri named as the Flames representative uh, for the team uh, Pacific Division, Lou, heading to Florida for the All-Star game. I uh, did want to play you this from uh, from Nazem and from the coach, uh, Daryl Sutter, just a bit on uh, the announcement and Nazem's level of excitement uh, to represent the Flames at the All-Star game. Uh, excited. Very excited to uh, you know represent the team and uh, head to the All-Star game. You know, it's in Florida, so that's not a bad touch. And, um, you know, looking forward to it. He's got a winning pedigree. Loves to play the game. He's a good teammate, good person. Uh, it's nice to see individual accolades after you've won championship. Lou, your thoughts on uh, Nazem Kadri heading to the All-Star game for the Flames? Well, I think you know this. I think there's a lot of prestige, in a sense, of, of being picked. Um, you know, with the new format, you only have so many people, and, and it has to fit in terms of strengths in regards to your divisional play, um, which is fine. I like it for him because anything that, you know, again, makes you feel appreciated, anything that makes it feel like, you know, coming to Calgary for him has been a really good thing. Uh, not that he necessarily needs it. He's a highly competitive guy. Um, and and his game for me right now is by and large, you know, really trending in the right direction after an unbelievable start where I think he was still riding a high from everything that went on. The Cup getting his ring early in the year when the Avs came to town. You know, the Flames' first game of the season, October 13th. Then I thought he hit a bit of a wall, and, you know, he's back at a really, really good level. So I'm happy for him. Um, you know, the one name I think about when it comes to if I was just going to name the guy I think has been as good as anybody on the Flames this year from the start to now would probably be number four in Rasmus Anderson. But, you know, Kadri deserve it, um, you know, puts himself in again that echelon and I always think it's you know if if and and you're not going to necessarily learn anything in the actual skills or the, you know whatever they're playing these days and sorry I'm just I'm not that interested nope, fair enough. um but I 
But I do think, I do think this. I think it's always great for anyone to find themselves in dressing rooms and around other elite players. I think there's always something to definitely be gleaned. I'm not sure how much in an activity like that, but it's a nice little reward for a guy who's had a good career and had an outstanding season, you know, in 21-22 and is going to be a big difference maker this year if the Calgary Flames are going to do some good things before it's all said and done. One more piece of business to uh, finish up with you, Lou, before we uh, say goodbye on this Friday. Uh, it's what we do every single Friday here on the program. It's time for another edition of What Does Lou Say? It's brought to you by our great friends at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the best place for game day. Order from the primetime menu and make it in time for puck drop. Two courses from $55 and three from 65 Visit them at RoosChrisSteakhouse.ca. It's a very easy contest. But it's got a world-class prize. Every week we do this. You can send in your question to Lou at sportsnet.ca slash 960. Head to the contest tab. Look for what does Lou say. Enter a question. If we answer it like we're going to answer Sean's question here in just a couple moments, you will win a pair of tickets to an upcoming Flames game in the lower bowl and a $200 gift card to visit our friends at Roos Chris Steakhouse. That's what Sean did. He's won uh, tickets to the Flames and the Avalanche on the 18th of January when they're back from this road trip. And that $200 gift card. And Lou, I thought this was a great question to throw at you on a Friday. This comes from Sean. And it says, hey, Lou, how would you feel about the World Junior Tournament always being played in a junior hockey rink or rinks? While watching this year's World Junior Tournament, I can feel the atmosphere come through the TV and in a few larger centers, it hasn't felt the same. I understand the issue is likely revenue that's generated from the tournament where larger centers bring in more dollars, but this year's event just feels more electric. Looking forward to your response, and thanks for all your insight. That comes from Sean. Well, awesome question, and seems pretty easy to answer in light of where I've been for the last couple of days. Yes, I would like to see it on at least a more regular basis in markets like the two that they just held it in. Um, You know, it's just an unbelievable place to begin with how it's situated, located where the hotels are. um, But everywhere you went, you know, you felt it, you felt it on the streets. Um, The crowds were just superb and, and not only for the Canadian games, but, you know, regardless, I think there was 6,000 for even game one of the relegation best of three between Latvia and Austria. So they were hungry for it. It hadn't been there in 20 years. So I, I personally, I'd love to see that trend continue. So I don't know where it's going to head the next time Canada has it in a couple of years. Um you know, and there's there's lots of lots of great places and opportunities that have large enough buildings um, to make that happen. So there's a different feel for sure, Logan. You know, in a junior, in a true junior hockey market, as opposed to what can happen, you know, in an NHL market, especially you know when you've had it and had it 
in recent times? That question comes from Sean. Thanks for sending that in, Sean. Uh, you've won tickets to the Flames and the Avalanche later this month and that $200 gift card to visit our friends at Ruth Chris Steakhouse. And uh, what does Lou say? Brought to you every single week by our pals at Ruth Chris Steakhouse. They're now open Tuesday to Sunday at 5 p.m. The perfect place to indulge before the game. Enjoy prime steak, broil to perfection, and serve sizzling on a 500-degree plate. Lou, get out of here, sir. Thanks for the time, as always. We'll see you at the Dome a little later tonight, hey? Okay, sounds good. Thanks. Have a great weekend, everybody. There you go. Peter Labardius, our Flames analyst and the color voice of the Calgary Flames here on Sportsnet 960. He joins the program every single day to kick things off on Sportsnet today. And he is brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. The Gemini Group knows that your home renovation should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. Now offering air miles, reward miles. You can visit them at the Gemini Group. Dot C-A. Let's head back to the Saddle Dome. Coming up next, it's a Flames game day. Let's hear from the Flames following an optional morning skate. Head coach Daryl Sutter, Flames All-Star Nazem Kadri, and more. That's coming up on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. This is Sportsnet Today, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Calgary Flames game day. Welcoming in the New York Islanders. Decent year so far for New York after what was just a disastrous season last year. You'll remember the long home uh, road trip to get things started while their new arena was being finished up. COVID outbreaks throughout the year. Second half of the season, strong for the New York Islanders, but not enough to get out of the hole they were in. Coming to action, 40 games into the season, they are 22-16-2. They were in action last night up the road in Edmonton. Falling to the Oilers. So Flames getting the Islanders on a back-to-back tonight. 4-2 was your final score. Vesna Trophy contending goaltender Ilya Sorokin got the start last night. So we're expecting to see Semyon Varlamov go for New York. Jacob Markstrom, your projected starter for the Calgary Flames, uh, per our own Pat Steinberg. Oilers heavily outshot the Islanders. It was 38-22. Oilers go one for four on the power play and win it 4-2. See what kind of Islanders team we get tonight against the Calgary Flames. Six o'clock warm-up with Pat and Lou. They'll take you all the way up until seven for a little bit of Friday night hockey with Derek Wills and Pete Labardius on the call right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Let's get you set for a game day. Let's hear from some of the Calgary Flames following morning skate today, starting with the head coach. Daryl Sutter, he starts talking about uh, the team's uh, lone all-star selection yesterday for Team Pacific, Nazem Kadri, and uh, gets into uh, a little bit more on the Islanders and a couple other topics. Here's head coach Daryl Sutter from the Saddle Dome today. Daryl, now that uh, Nazem Kadri is headed to the all-star game, how, how would you sort of sum up the impact he's had here in Calgary so far? Um, he's got a winning pedigree. 
loves to play the game. He's a good teammate, good person. Uh, it's nice to see individual accolades after you've won championship. Where, uh, where does that pedigree you talk about sort of shine through during during games or practices? Or? I think it always at big moments in games. Comes to work every day. I mean, he's. Uh, can play against any type of player. Not everybody can do that. What can younger guys on the team learn from Nazim? You should show him his ring first. That'd be something to learn how hard it is. Or like, is that all star? You know, he was an all star last year. But is, is that like the recognition, as you mentioned, is it important uh, in terms of you know seeing that? Uh, I'm happy for Nas. What's important about it is I'm happy for Nas. You know what? He went through, he's been a really good player and a hard player to play against for a long time. It's good to see him go to an All-Star game. You know, because the way, the, the way it is now, it's not like two or three from every team. There's one guy from each team, and then it becomes favorites after that. So it's nice to see that part, that type of player get recognized. What have you seen out of the combination of Andrew Mangiapane, Michael Backlund, and Blake Coleman since you've reunited them? Um, Backs, I'm not sure if he leads, but he's he's a multiple shot guy every game. And those guys got to follow follow his lead. Just talking to Rasmus about you know the offense from the from the blue line. Is there still he he still feels like there's a little bit more that that you they could produce back there? Do you guys do you see some more runway? Yeah, with Ras. Just in general, on the blue line in total. Yeah, I think, you know, we said, I said this when I came here, trying to get three shots a game from all defensemen, that's that's a lot, 18. But if you can get, if you get in that 10 or 12, that's a good number. Uh, and the way the teams are now, we just do it tonight. Do the Islanders with us. We're, I think we're at 19 goals, and they're right there, and they got a defense with 10 goals. So it's a big part of the game. You got to, you you at the end of the year, if you don't have 40 goals from your defense, uh, you're gonna you're gonna be looking to figure out why, why not? Did you watch the gold medal game last night? I watched uh, a little bit of it. I didn't get too excited with the World Juniors this year. Once, you know, when the when one of the big teams is not there, you know, there's. I kind of lost interest after you see 11 nothing games and 11-3 games. There you go. Flames head coach Daryl Sutter speaking to the media at the Saddle Dome today following morning skate. His team's to take on the New York Islanders a little bit later on tonight. It's Flames game day from the Dome. And, uh, yeah, started off with the, the news of the day for the Calgary Flames. That came in last night uh, during intermissions on the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Washington Capitals game. Uh, the NHL announcing the first set of uh, division all-stars for all four divisions. Uh, one player per team was selected. So far, the others will be selected via a fan vote. And uh, Nazem Kadri was the Flames selection. 14 goals and 15 assists in 39 games this year. His first year as a member of the Calgary Flames coming off of a Stanley Cup championship last year with the Colorado Avalanche. He's continued a lot of those good things. He's excited to be heading to Florida. He's one of the guys who spoke to the media following morning skate today. 
I guess congratulations in order. What was your reaction when you got the news about the All-Star game? Uh, excited. Very excited to, you know, represent the team and uh, head to the All-Star game. You know, it's in Florida, so that's not a bad touch. And, um, you know, looking forward to it. There's a fan vote for the remaining players. If you had a burner account on Twitter, who are you, who are you trying to vote in? <laughs> Uh, yeah, de- 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 definitely. Oh, you guys know about that? <laughs> no, it's, uh, I mean, definitely somebody from our team. So, uh, you know, I think Raz has had a, a great year. Lindy, Hubie, Toff, I think there's a few options. So, uh, you know, they're getting my votes. Did they, I don't know, any friendly fire there, a little chirping, a little like, good-natured ribbing after being named to that? I never know how that goes. Uh, yeah, not really. I mean, uh, I'm not uh, really one to brag too much about it, and I think, you know, everyone's happy for me, and just, uh, you know, obviously that we, we have somebody representing our team, and, uh, you know, everyone's kind of rooting for each other, so... Yeah, none of that really. What's the office uh, experience like at an all-star game for a player? What do you do? Guys that you meet that you maybe don't get to see a ton of around the league? Yeah, it's uh, it's very casual and fun and, you know, uh, lighthearted, I think. And, you know, when you get on the ice last couple games, I think, uh, you know, people uh, turn turn up the intensity a little bit. You know, there's some there's some cash on the line. So I think uh, everyone wants to win more than, more than anything. But, um, you know, definitely very casual. Like I said, skills competition is fun to – uh, to be a part of, and uh, you know, just really the whole weekend's uh, uh, very fun. Do you lobby to go into a particular event at the skills competition? Um, yeah, I mean, just as long as it's not fast as skater. Uh, <laughs> I just don't want to be uh, pulling a hamstring, going as fast as I can around the ice. So um, I don't know. I, I don't mind the target shooting or breakaway challenge, any one of those. I, I probably wouldn't mind. You, you've done this once before. Like when you sit down and think to yourself, okay, I've been picked among the – top 32 or top whatever it's going to be in the league what does that mean to a guy um yeah it's uh, it's flattering really i mean uh, obviously to be be acknowledged as a nhl all-star is you know something you can uh, keep on your resume and um you know just very privileged and uh, humbled by the uh, by the nod so uh, like i said i mean i'm not the only guy out there i got lots of help uh playing with some great great players uh you know always always helps contributing and things like these how, uh, how do you feel like the transitions got here? 39, mm-hmm. I think, games into your Flames career. How do you feel like the transition's been so far? I think it's been pretty smooth, really. Just, uh, you know, pretty seamless, and you know, everyone's made me feel at home, and, you know, fans have been really receptive, and that's something I've, uh, I've really appreciated. So, um, you know, the guys have done a great job welcoming me, in, welcoming me in, into the dressing room and, uh, you know, just being great character guys. So that's... Uh, you know, something I won't forget, and obviously, you know, in the wins and losses column, we, we want to continue to get better and, and build, but, um, you know, I think we're, uh, we're getting... Is it different, last year you didn't have a ton of time to plan for the All-Star, like, is it different knowing yeah. a little more in advance? Yeah, it is, it's definitely better, for sure, to, yeah. to kind of get the heads up and, uh, you know, get the schedule sorted out and, and have everything planned out, so, yeah, last year I was one of the last men voted in, so it was, uh, it was a crunch timeline, but, you know... Regardless, it's, uh, you know, like I said, it's flattering to, to, to be acknowledged for something like that, and I'm looking forward to it. That is Flames all-star forward Nazem Kadri speaking to the media following morning skate. He's going back to the all-star game once again, this time as the Flames representative from the Pacific Division, and there is still a chance that uh, one of his teammates could join him. The NHL's fan voting portion will help determine uh, the remaining uh, remaining players on each division, so you still have a chance uh, to have your say in any of this. 
Uh, you can head to NHL.com, and they've got all the details on player voting. Uh, I talked with Haley Salvian on Hockey Central 960 yesterday, and we were kind of going through who would be the flame to get your vote. And uh, I had gone with Rasmus Anderson. I thought he was a deserving candidate. Um, Naz has had a great season and I, I think isn't an odd one by any means. Uh, he is behind Tyler Toffoli and Elias Lindholm when it comes to scoring uh, on the Calgary Flames this year, but he's obviously been a huge part of the team and will continue to be as the Flames uh, continue this season tonight against the New York Islanders. But uh, as I, I bring in Cam and Taylor, my outstanding production team uh, here on Sportsnet today, and we've been talking about this before, and uh, Nazem Kadri, I think a lot of people happy that he's going to be representing the Flames, but there are some other choices to be made, and I believe you guys have been on there um, messing around and not working and uh, voting for your favorite set of players. I believe all active Flames are on there, and we've seen Milan Lucic tweet out last night that, hey, I could use a vote. I wouldn't mind going to Florida for All-Star Weekend. If Who I are... see a vote for Milan Lucic to the All-Star Game, I'm going to lose my mind. It's going to be there. It's already going to be there. Oh, no. You know as soon as the fan, it's vote, gonna be you. The fan voting point might be. The fan voting portion comes out. Yeah. It's going to be another, you know, John Scott situation from a couple of years ago. If you guys are on there right now, who are you picking right now? You only get one. I only get one? You only get one. Oh, God. I know you can vote for more on the website, but... <sighs> I got to go Lindholm. Lindholm's the guy. I think he's just been the best, you know, day in, day out guy for the Flames. Some guys have had higher highs. But uh, day in, day out, Elias Lindholm. That's my guy. Taylor? I got to say, uh, Cam is being kicked out of the Dan Vladar fan club. It's fair. We do stand Dan Vladar in this room, Cam. He has not given his uh, full 100% authentic love. Okay, you can Vladar. vote 10 times, I believe, for the, the fan vote. Dan Vladar me. will get in there one of those times. Dan Vladar's already gotten in there ten times for me. Yeah, I was gonna say Taylor's already. I knew Taylor. Yeah. I knew Taylor would do that. I threw one for Lindholm, I threw one for Huberdo, and I threw one for Markstrom. Vladar will get in there. Anderson will get in there. We're trying to get two in there. We're trying to get two more flames. I got this three thing. votes in there right now. Well, here's the thing. In I think it's only the central division. None other division has defensemen. And I think it's just like Kale McCarr. <laughs> yeah, so to your point, the Central has Morrissey and McCarr and Jones. Uh, the two Eastern divisions didn't vote any defensemen in. And the Pacific Division, also as pointed out by the text line, only has Eric Carlson for a defenseman. So we need a couple more defensemen here. We still we only have one goalie, so there's room for another goalie. If you guys are another defenseman very close to getting Dan Vladar in there. Yeah. But I think there's room for for Rasmus Anderson to get in there. Absolutely. I think we can make this happen. We'll start the petition. We'll start the movement. I'm sure Taylor's already make a hashtag. Getting a, a Dan Vladar graphic ready for to Vladar is a star. Hashtag Vladar is a star. Yes. <laughs> uh fan vote. You can vote uh, on Twitter. You must include the hashtag NHL All-Star Vote, followed by a player's full name or Twitter handle. Only referencing a last name will not count. All Twitter votes will be combined with online vote totals. 
three remaining players per team. They'll be announced on January 19th. So you've got lots of time if you want to get a couple more flames in there. Uh, we'll ask you that at the text line, 960-960. Nazem Kadri has been named the Flames All-Star representative. Uh, three more players from the Pacific Division will be there in Florida. Which flame do you think is the most deserving of joining Nazem at the All-Star Game festivities? Uh, well, we get your text in at 960-960. We'll head back to the Flames dressing room. Michael Backlund, uh, he's been on fire of late. He had a great game against Winnipeg. Looking for more from that line with him, Blake Coleman, and Andrew Mangiapane. They'll be back together tonight as the Flames take on the Islanders. Here is uh, Michael speaking to the media a little earlier today. Between you, Blake, and uh, Andrew. Uh, I mean, we got to play together last year, uh, especially in the second half, quite a bit. Uh, and uh, so we had a, some good chemistry from then and playoffs. Uh, so we know what it's like to play with each other. Um, I got to play most of last year with Colsey too, and uh, know what he's like. And same with Manch, we played lots together uh, over the years. Um, since he he established himself as a regular player in his team, we've been linemates for most most of his time here. So um, you know, just knowing the guys uh, from before helps when you get put back together again. And um, I think all three of us just uh, you know we all. Uh, work hard on the forecheck, we're relentless on the forecheck, we get pucks back and make it hard on the other team and that's how we create chances. Are you an advanced stats guy at all? Uh, I, uh, I focus on the final score. Uh, <laughs> 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 Daryl like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's simple, uh, simple stats. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I know it's out there, uh, but uh, you know, uh, um, I know it's out there, and uh, I uh, I don't put like I don't look all into that, but I know I know it's out there, and uh, sometimes it's good, and some you know sometimes it can tell you what a player's like, and sometimes it doesn't adjust as a player. Uh, I think you can go both ways with with the dance stats. Would you, you just be crush Pat? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Would you be surprised to know that among lines that have played seventy five minutes or more together, that your trio tops a lot of those advanced stat categories across the league? Uh, well, yeah, we get some personal, uh, I mean, some personal and team stats uh, from our coaches and stuff. Uh, so, uh, just looking at those, you can tell that we're being good together, and you know, you, you feel it too on the ice. Uh, we want to score more though, but we know we create lots and haven't let too many chances against. Um, and also last year, we, you know, we, I know we were on the uh, higher uh, chances for against lines. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've read that, but uh, I, I haven't heard the stat. This year, uh, but I know you know you can feel if you play good or not too. It was a while ago, but what do you remember about the first meeting with uh, with the Islanders? What do you remember about their group, and the way they play? Well, they're a hardworking team. They play the right way. Uh, there's some skill, fast players over there. Uh, I think they have a really solid lineup, uh, and they showed it in the past. Would have been to conference final twice, and uh, in the recent years, and yeah, just a hard team to play against. Speaking of advanced stats, uh, Andrew's playing his 300th game uh, tonight. Is there a little <laughs> tribute there, maybe for? Uh, yeah, it took him long enough. <laughs> no, nah, good for him. Um, you know, he works hard every day, and uh, uh, I really enjoy playing with him, having him as a teammate, enjoy him as a person. So uh, I'm happy for him. Uh, you know that he reached 300 games today. Is it? Is it like you've been here for a long time? Is there sort of a like not proud parent moment, but when you see a guy kind of hit those numbers that? Like, like, do you kind of take a little bit of pride being one of his teammates and maybe showing him the ropes early on? And 
type of thing? Or? Uh, I haven't thought of that, uh, to be honest. But, uh, um, you know, I, like I said, I like match on and off the ice. We get along well, really well off the ice. So, um, uh, since the day he got here. And so, you know, I'm just really happy for him that he's established himself in this league. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's worked really hard to be where he's at today. Max, who's been the most insufferable uh, World Junior Canada fan after the win? Who, who's what? been the most insufferable in there, maybe over the top? Uh, no one has really been sour about it. Uh, I haven't really heard it about. Um, a couple of exciting games last night. Um, yeah, no one really said anything about it. I mean, um, a lot of talk's been on the uh, over the tournament, of course, about the one player. Looks pretty good. Any Americans giving you grief this morning? Uh, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, they haven't said anything either. Not even a PR guy? No, one? <laughs> no I mean, yeah, Kelso, he <laughs> loves his team Canada. Yeah, yeah. I did text him last night, I said congrats. I know he'd appreciate that. <laughs> there you go, Flames forward Michael Backlund speaking to the media today, a little bit of World Juniors talk. Mixed in there at well, of course, from the, uh, the Swede himself, uh, Michael Backlund, the who fell, the Team Sweden, fell to the United States in a wild bronze medal game yesterday afternoon, 8-7 in overtime. Uh, quickly, before we get out here in hour one, talked about Nazem Kadri being uh, the Flames' lone representative right now ahead of the fan vote to represent the Flames and the Pacific Division at the All-Star game. Quickly, just a couple of texts at 960-960 about who you would send alongside Nazem Kadri. Uh, this text comes in said, just vote for anyone other than the Oilers, hashtag block Leon. Uh, this text says, I think Mr. Tanev should go, although he'd probably just take the time to rest up. Uh, this text says, need another D-man for the Pacific team. Only Eric Carlson, the lone D-man there right now. Uh, yeah, there's a good chance you could try to get Rasmus Anderson in there uh, right now. There's the only one um, right now that uh, there's a couple divisions that didn't select any D-men. Uh, one division that selected three, so there's still a chance to get a couple of your favorite flames in there. Uh, you can head to NHL.com for all the details on the fan vote side of things. We'll take a break, come back on the other side. We'll kick off hour two, checking in with our pal Julian McKenzie from The Athletic, a little bit of flames chatter, and uh, more on Nazem Kadri and the all-star selection uh, to Team Pacific uh, in the upcoming all-star festivities in Florida. That's coming up in hour two here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.